apparently that was some meatloaf brought to you down here by WCBN FM Ann Arbor and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters the weekly news and media talk show my name is Dick Whaley and I'm Jim Dwyer and uh, don't have meatloaf for Christmas go for the ham the lamb the turkey the tofurkey the tofu whatever uh, suits your fancy <laughs> Save meatloaf for one of those uh, di- uh, weekends that w- when you're completely broke. Uh, and there are, act- are actually some good uh, meatloaf recipes that I've learned over the years. Always uh, throw copious amounts of vegetables into your meatloaf. Sure. Makes it a little tastier, and I recommend garlic, onions. A little bit of oatmeal, too, actually. Cilantro, you name it, some breadcrumbs. But don't eat grandma's meatloaf that was just uh, hamburger anyway uh, we're sort of winding down the year here holidays are uh, upcoming and uh, not much to really say about the health care thing other than symbolically it's a slight one for Obama obviously the unknown outcome of the uh, conference committee between the House and Senate uh, is an unknown product at the moment, so it's very hard to debate, but uh, based on sort of the early reportage on the issue, it seems that the clear deficiencies are are obvious. As a liberal, obviously, this bill isn't quite good enough, and uh, as a libertarian, I am troubled by the mandate idea because mm-hmm. this strikes me as a, a massive giveaway to the uh, insurance industry slash lobby um, they got quite a bit of money for their lobbying, uh, according to one expert. They got about a thousand customers for every one million dollars invested in lobbying. And you can be sure that there were several million dollars invested. Oh yeah, and uh, I don't know that it d- deals substantially with costs, or um, it strikes me also that it's got uh, probably unnecessary pork in there to uh, satisfy the corn husker state. And Ben Nelson, I don't know if that's a toupee that he sports, but uh, he is a grim-looking fellow. And it's unfortunate that the Democrats are forced to deal with Lieberman and, and Ben Nelson because most experts point out that there are 55 Democratic senators in favor of a, quote, public option that seems to be mm-hmm. out of this bill. And uh, unfortunately, this seems to me to be the beginning, not the end. We'll be debating health care and health care costs for the rest of our lives. Uh, perhaps it is the uh, precursor to something in improved down the road. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any trigger mechanism. It's definitely not single payer. There's no public option. Uh, reports are that it's deficit neutral uh, with perhaps slight improvements on the deficit, but I wouldn't count on that. Uh, once Americans are given free coffee, uh, they want cream and sugar as well. <laughs> um, pre-existing conditions may be one of the good things about the bill. Apparently it uh, does not allow insurance companies to cherry-pick people. And uh, the rumor is it's going to substantially allow 30 million Americans to be covered. Unfortunately, the facts are simply not with the Republican Party, and their delaying tactics in all of this has uh, been disgraceful. Uh, get well, out of- desperate, I think, too. Yeah. 
Uh, let's just give out a brain damage award to John McCain. He was caught in a bald-faced lie. Al Franken cut off uh, Lieberman. <laughs> Sourpuss Joe was uh, negotiating on behalf of somebody. He, of course, was also caught in hypocrisy. They exposed that he was in favor of the Medicare buy-in, and then he opposed it and created more delaying tactics. Al Franken cut uh, Lieberman off at the 10-minute limit. John McCain held a press conference claiming that in his entire history of being in the Senate, this had never happened. Oh, come on. Lo and behold, they found an example of John McCain cutting off a Democratic senator during the Iraq War. Mm. That should have had this kind of delay built into the d right. debate. There should have been filibustering going on. There should have been outright uh, obstructionism because uh, this health care uh, bill, as flawed as it, as it is, is basically less than one-tenth the cost of the Iraq War, which not one Republican that has been screaming about passing the costs on to our children and grandchildren yeah. has ever paid any lip service. Too. And uh, t Tom Coburn, uh, the knucklehead from Oklahoma. Uh, the only senator in the Senate that's dumber than him is his colleague from uh, Oklahoma, James Inhofe. Oh, Inhofe. Yeah, he's a prize pumpkin right there. Yeah, he's uh, a global, warm, uh, global climate change denier. He calls global warming a giant hoax. Well, he says that this big Among snowfall in D.C. is proof positive. That there is no global warming. It's like, dude, climate shift is the term. Yeah. Systems are out of balance, and you get massive storms where you shouldn't get massive storms. Sure. So and that's part of it. So Nor'easters happen all the time, yeah. dude. Um, this is only the biggest snowstorm in Washington, D.C., and since they've been keeping records, about 180 years. or Actually, I, I think I heard 1880. Or the official yeah. record. So the idea that this is some example, and it's this kind of anecdotal nonsense. Hey, by the way, uh, Inhofe, it's uh, it's the solstice today. Right. The sun's coming back, dude. <laughs> Don't you have a pagan party and forget your Bible? But for t uh, Tom Coburn to pray. For somebody's health to be uh, <clears throat> undermined so that they can't make the vote. Uh, apparently a bald-faced reference to Byrd, because Robert Byrd, of course, is being wheeled into the Senate. Sure. And is being kept in the Senate for all hours of the day and night by the Republicans that uh, think that these continuing delaying tactics are accomplishing something is remarkable. Um, he openly admitted to praying for— No, he yeah, well, he advocated that everybody pray. Wow. So apparently the that's, power of prayer didn't work. That's not how prayer is supposed to work. I don't think your pastor would be very pleased with the idea. Of, I mean, that's like a, a child in school praying, and, oh, I hope the teacher uh, gets sick or dies, and there's no quiz on Thursday. That's right. I mean, goodness sakes. Terrible. But he's a terrible person. And, of course, one of his obsessions— is abortion. Mm. One of the ironies, of course, is that the beneficiaries of uh, improved uh, access to health care and how all the details will work out, I guess we can debate it a future, a future time, but the beneficiaries are actually the red states. Uh, they have far more uninsured 
and uh, poor people that are uninsured. Uh, for the uh, record, I read that in Alabama, you have to have an income of below $2,000 a year to qualify for Medicaid. <laughs> That's poverty. Indeed. Anybody that uh, can live in the United States of America today on $2,000 annual income, I'd like to see them step forward and uh, explain how that's done. Show me the light. Yeah. Um, so who knows? But uh, I think it's also unfortunate for the record that abortion has been uh, thrown into the mix of this mess. And I just want to say, as somebody that is uh, staunchly pro-rights, pro-choice, uh, and pro-privacy, that... Uh, this bill is unconstitutional on the issue of abortion. The idea that women are going to have to buy insurance to cover abortion and then make a separate payment to HMOs and insurance companies to cover the nonsensical idea of an unintended pregnancy is ludicrous. It's bald-faced discrimination on its face. Mm -hmm. It is a violation of Roe versus Wade. Uh, it is a violation of the 14th Amendment. And uh, I suspect that uh, court challenges, regardless of what bill comes out, and I suspect that hopefully it will be stripped out of this uh, conference bill when we finally see its uh, ugly face. Think they'll make the Christmas Eve deadline? Uh, that appears to be happening. Uh, this, uh, there are a couple of <laughs> more delaying tactics in store. but We uh, do have three more uh, afternoons and evenings to go, so I guess it is possible. We will, we will see. Uh, politically, I think it's unclear what this means. Obviously, none of these features kick in for several years, so I don't even know how it can be an issue uh, in the upcoming congressional races of 2010. So I would say that those are iffy, but uh, expect a deluge of propaganda, disinformation, and lots of lobbying to further confuse the public, the pundits, and the body politic at large. I think this is a slight win for Obama, if nothing else, to say that the Democrats got it done. They've created a beginning, not an end, and uh, they have maybe taken this off the agenda of the political establishment, because quite frankly, I haven't been paying that much attention to the health care debate machinations over the past eight months because they are just too dizzying to keep track yeah. of and it's sort of like following uh, how left-handed Detroit Tiger pitchers on the road do in indoor stadiums that kind of stuff it's, it gets down into so many gory details they're yeah. hard to keep track of and in fact not worth paying attention to well, and, of course, there have been other things going on. The climate uh, conference in Copenhagen has uh, wrapped up, again, with sort of underwhelming yeah. uh, consequences. But, again, it's still important, I think, that the United States participated. Uh, it's, of course, impossible to really imagine where we might be if uh, the Bush administration had taken the Kyoto meeting seriously. Um, and it was really the sort of dismissive attitude that the Bush administration showed towards that international attempt to come to some sort of uh, conclusion about what steps, positive steps, can be uh, taken to address this serious issue um, that really set the tone for the whole Bush administration. Uh, then they sort of uh, poo-pooed the uh, racism uh, conference uh, in South Africa that the United Nations was hosting. And, of course, all the while they were saying that, oh, these security reports that 
show al-Qaeda planning uh, attacks inside the U.S. You know, oh, pish posh, I've got to go cut some shrubs. Um, got to clear some brush, clear some brush, and take another vacation, and thus eight years were squandered. Now, as it happens, uh, not much uh, has happened as a result of Copenhagen, but it is that beginning step. And yeah. so the, the process has begun. Uh, China and the U.S. are the two big polluters and the two big economies that uh, pretty much the rest of the world is hinging upon. And so it can be considered a success in that uh, the process has begun and hopeful, uh, hopefully developments will continue to sort of come out of this. Interesting that uh, Tom York, the singer of Radiohead, was covering the Copenhagen uh, meetings as a reporter for National Geographic. No, oh. So uh, I guess look forward to upcoming issues of National Geographic for uh, Mr. Radiohead's perspective on the matter. He takes these issues very seriously, and unlike uh, U2's Bono, is not one of those outspoken blowhards. I think Tom York is a much more intellectual uh, rocker. And, well, he's uh, a moaner, not a crooner. He's a moaner, not a crooner, and uh, he's a, a thoughtful fellow, and I think uh, I, for one, look forward to reading what his take on the, uh, just sort of watching the meetings. Mm -hmm. um, Hopefully he'll do a Christmas album. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, and of course, interesting that Barack Obama... Uh, sort of abandoned the prearranged uh, speech and some of the agenda and simply met with the Chinese yeah. uh, off the record behind closed doors and for an hour. And see, that's exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. Those and sorts of uh, casual, uh, informal, but very important face-to-face uh, -face meetings. And when you get, you know, all the representatives of the world uh, spending ridiculous sums of money in Denmark, something is rotten in the state of Denmark, um, with uh, you know all sorts of contributions to global warming, merely just to have the meeting. Uh, at the end of the day, this is going to come down to bilateral agreements between the United right. States and China, and hopefully it will turn into a competition to go green, uh, to advance green technology. I know That's that Jennifer Granholm is is down in the dumps and uh, in a in a in a political uh, mess of her own. Uh, thanks to the obstructionism of the Republican Senate that uh, seemed uh, bizarrely to believe that cutting massive amounts of funding for schools here in the state of Michigan is somehow a solution to the future of Michigan's problems. Uh, what a bizarre, um, you know, in the name of not raising taxes. Uh, th this, th these priorities are just simply wrong, and Obama and Granholm, to their credit, at least have a vision of green technology, manufacturing, that sort of thing uh, for America's future. And hopefully we can get a jobs program related to those sorts of things uh, in the future, uh, minimal as they probably will be, unfortunately. Yeah, the Republican attitude towards taxes in general, uh, but this uh, <laughs> matter of the uh, pretty dramatic slashes to education spending in uh, the state of Michigan in the name of fiscal responsibility is uh, the classic example of cutting your nose off to spite your face. Uh, the future is going to be the development and the manufacture and sale of new technologies, new ideas 
And these are going to come out of the schools, not just the colleges, the universities, but, of course, the entire K-12 through system in the state of Michigan. So uh, it's bizarre to think that you're being fiscally responsible when really what you're doing is undermining civilization itself. Yeah. and you're not funding schools, mm-hmm. you've given up on the future. You've given up on the future, and, you know, even I, – I don't even remember the politician's name. I want to say Cherry, the uh, current lieutenant governor, uh, who proposed um, a tax on water that's being sucked out of the ground by these multinational corporations, aardvark machines. Um, what's wrong with that? Yeah. We should be taxing Nestle's and some of these other corporations that are sucking water out of Indeed. out of Michigan uh, and the and the water table here because uh, it's right to do so. Indeed, this is one of the world's most precious commodities, we're, and we're, we're surrounded with it here in Michigan. We've got to, you know, make that uh, worth its weight. And of course, bottled water. Uh, avoid buying it as little as possible. By the way, because. Facts are facts. Most of it's actually just tap water. Tap water out of municipal systems. That, uh, incidentally, for the record, sewers were the considered the greatest uh, scientific invention of the last 150 years. Hmm. The uh, and and the the records show that the 20th century life expectancy improved globally uh, because of modern sewage systems. Uh, real finally on the abortion thing and the health care debate, I just wanted to point out that. A Blackman, a Republican, uh, wrote the opinion, and I did a little quick review of one of my constitutional law books. Uh, he cites five constitutional am- amendments and no fewer than six cases in which he specifically comes up, doesn't invent a theory of privacy, but expresses explicitly that there is a in the U.S. Constitution, a right to privacy, and thus abortion is covered under a right to privacy. Abortion is health care. Um, and the idea that, you know, it's ironic that the three state, you know, they had a big case recently in uh, uh, Great Britain about the Irish abortion issue where abortion is illegal. And uh, 140,000 women, I think, have uh, gone across the yeah. Irish Channel to get uh, legal and safe abortions uh, in uh, England. And Wales, uh, presumably, I'm not too sure that they uh, they might actually go all the way to England, but whatever. Uh, the point is, is that America is the one industrialized country that continues to erode this right. And it's interesting that the three countries, I guess there's actually now four, that make abortion illegal, even in cases of rape and incest, which is just pretty harsh, mind-boggling. Um, are Nicaragua, where um, Daniel Ortega, the Sandinista, is the president, El Salvador, Mexico, and Ireland. And it's quite interesting that America seems to have an immigration problem from Mexico, El Salvador. One out of, El Sa- one out of seven El Salvadorians are in the United yeah. States. And Nicaragua. Of course, uh, the hordes from Nicaragua, as Ronald Reagan predicted... <laughs> it's what did he say? It was just 20, a day's march, a yeah. day's march from <laughs> Texas, a day's march from Texas, uh, ignoring apparently the geography of Mexico, Guatemala, and other places in between. <laughs> so, um, this is Dantial Hall, yeah, <laughs> by foot. 
Reagan uh, never ceases to amaze. The more I study the man, the murkier he looks. I don't know what he was right about, but I know he was wrong about Vietnam in 1965 when he famously said, we'll have it paved over two times and be home by Christmas. That's uh, wrong and pretty murderously offensive. <laughs> The idea of paving over a country. Hopefully he threw on a Ben Crosby record and listened to a crooner, yeah. not a moaner. <laughs> well, and incidentally, for the record, by the way, health care costs for uh, monthly individuals under HMOs in the past five years have gone up 50%. So the idea that we can continue to do nothing... And then the average monthly uh, dollar cost for the average American in these HMOs is $460, which over 12 months um, is a tidy sum of money, uh, well over $5,000 for an individual. Uh, I, I, you know, the Republicans want to keep the status quo by delaying, but uh, they don't seem to have any tangible. Uh, I think the John Boehner plan covered 3 million people. That's a uh, spit in the uh, bucket. Probably most Drop of them in the ocean. <laughs> lived in Connecticut. <laughs> right. For substantially more than $2,000 a year. <laughs> Remarkable. Well, I guess the good news is that the oil prices seem to be stabilized, and that means food prices will probably not uh, continue to jump as dramatically as they have. There are still some questions about uh, rice shortages and so forth. Um some interesting things that I don't have all the clippings with me uh, today as I was looking through my piles of clippings here. We'll have to talk about uh, perhaps later. But uh, interestingly, uh, Iraq, which uh, famously nationalized their oil resources in the early 70s, um, it's all opening up for grabs now. And um, strangely, the U.S. missed out on all the uh, big prices uh, in the bidding there. It's all European and Russian uh, companies that have scored these lucrative deals uh, to pump the Iraqi crude, uh, which the projections show uh, is hoped that uh, within a year's time they'll be uh, cranking out more barrels per day than Saudi Arabia. Um, that, of course, raises questions about OPEC itself as an organization and uh, what percentage of this money will actually be staying in Iraq. Um, but this was part of the big secret plan, uh, right, in Iraq. Yeah, to, the uh, war will pay for itself. Right, the war will pay for itself. We'll <laughs> get in there and forgetting pump that, that one. sweet Iraqi crude. And they do have some of the finest quality petroleum uh, in the world. If only Wolfowitz had said that we'd pave it two times over and right. be home by Christmas. Uh, or was it Rumsfeld who said that he was going to bomb Afghanistan up to the Stone Age? That was another uh, clever. Well, he was against Afghanistan because he claimed there were no legitimate no targets. <laughs> yeah, no target targets. War. <laughs> he was in favor of immediate uh, war against Iraq uh, shortly after 9-11. Had to be talked out of it by the moderate George Bush. <laughs> Remarkable stuff. Uh, incidentally, I wanted to mention uh, the Project Censored uh, story that appeared in the Metro Times several months ago 
Uh, this is always a fine. Uh, actually, oh, that's their list. Yeah, their list. And I, without going into the top, I'll just quickly read the top ten. Congress sells out to Wall Street. Big surprise there. De facto segregation, deepening in public education. Somalian pirates, the untold story. North Carolina's nuclear nightmare. Apparently they're building an incredibly large nuclear uh, plant uh, in uh, rural North Carolina that uh, is a disaster waiting to happen. The United States fails to protect consumers against toxics that goes into the... Well, the Chinese imports? Well, the chemicals, that one-third of the 267 chemicals on the EU's watch list have never been tested by EPA, and uh, only two are regulated under federal law. Makes you wonder about some of the products being manufactured and consumed in America. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy shrinks as D.C. lobbying grows. Obama's controversial defense uh, 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 appointments, big business cheats the IRS. No surprise there that details uh, how uh, American multinational corporations pay uh, ridiculously low taxes in America by offshoring uh, corporate headquarters Mm -hmm. and all sorts of other mischief. Um, The U.S. connected to white phosphorus strikes in Gaza. Uh, Not a surprising uh, thing here, but uh, the defense, the Israeli defense forces were using American um, airplanes, uh, Apache helicopters, tactical missiles, and a, quote, wide array of munitions, including white phosphorus, and attacking uh, areas of Gaza. Troubling, this uh, exposed by human rights watch and uh, United Nations. Well, uh, the Israeli army said that they would issue their own report as yeah. to be forthcoming. Amnesty International. We'll see about that. Among others. And then Ecuador says it won't pay illegitimate debt. Um, troubling stuff. Congress sells out to Wall Street. We'll just end on the happy note about Congress since it's been in the news way too much lately for the utter stupidity. I'm always reminded of Harry Truman's witty line. He said, took me six months to figure out how I got here. I spent the next six months figuring out how the rest of you got here. (laughs) Indeed, uh, the total tab for Wall Street bailout uh, basically is estimated at $42,000 for every man, woman, and child in America, according to American Casino, a documentary about the subprime lending and financial meltdown. Bernanke, uh, recently named Mm -hmm. Man of the Year. We can talk more about that in an upcoming show. Uh, This uh, Project Censored story notes that in a 10-year period beginning in 1996, the financial sector spent $1.7 billion on federal campaign contributions and another $3.4 billion on lobbyists. Since 2001, eight of the most troubled firms have donated $64.2 million to congressional candidates, presidential candidates, and the Republican and Democratic parties. Looks like they got their money's worth. There you go. That's a pretty tidy sum right there. Uh, by my quick calculations, that's over $5 billion over the last 10 years. You do the math, $500 million a year. Big bailout. Some of it was uh, probably necessary. Some of it probably not. But uh, there will be further uh, investigations into aspects of the TARP bailout that uh, inquiring minds want to know more about. Indeed, and sure, everybody is uh, angry about wasted money, uh, but it's shocking and sobering to realize that this country can afford to waste so much money. I mean, the Cold War was a waste. Yes. The arms race was a waste. As you've noted earlier in the program, the war in Iraq has been 
a waste, an, an expensive waste. An expensive waste. And incidentally, with these supplemental appropriations for Iraq and Afghanistan, the United States is now spending almost 70 percent of the global total on defense spending. This is way out of ba- way out yeah. of balance. If Congress wants to start focusing on the deficit, it's got to follow the money. Yeah. Willie Sutton said it. I robbed the banks because that's where the money is. Okay. <laughs> If you guys want to work on the deficit, start looking at where the money is appropriated. And when the when the discretionary budget of the United States, and don't be fooled by this uh, Social Security uh, distraction debate. That is a phony argument. Social Security taxes are paid directly with payroll taxes. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the deficit. Medicaid and Medicare are different. Aspects of Medicare are paid with payroll taxes some aspects of Medicare are not, but the defense budget is way out of whack. It is, explains much of the government borrowing that was racked up mainly by Ronald Reagan and George Bush and the Republicans and the Southern Democrats who yep. were in uh, cahoots when Reagan was president. The Republicans exclusively when Bush was president, they are responsible for this massive uh, these deficit problems. And if you want to look at the jobs improvement or whether the, the stimulus package worked under Obama, the, the, the uh, data is un, unmistakable and 